Did you ever stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest. I don't know a single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. Let me be real here. When I see you, my heart starts racing, but I don't know if I like this chasing and playing and waiting around. It's a shame that my hands start shaking. Hey, today's March 12th, 2020. It's not March 12th. What is it? March 26th. March 26th. I got to make my notes better. (laughs) It's Friday of the fifth week of Lent, not the third week of Lent. And you are tuned into Deacon's Discussions and Drinks. I don't know what I could say to convince you to hang around when you don't have to. There's so much that Still keep it to myself Cause you don't listen, babe But still you got me missing you When I see you, my heart starts racing But I don't know if I like this chasing And playing and waiting around It's a shame that my hands start shaking All of the time when you're around me But this time Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Cardome Studio. It's the last Friday in Lent. Hard to believe, isn't it? Woo. It's crazy. Went by fast. It is. Went very fast. Of course, somebody would argue, some people would argue when I say it's the last Friday in Lent. They'd say, what about Good Friday? <laughs> That's the tritium. <laughs> Not Lent. <laughs> I'm. Uh, by the way, I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Father Lynn. And what the hell Deacon Dallas? <laughs> He's uh, missing in action. Yeah, he's. You must have given him a lot of tough t- topic that he freaked out. He, he. I think that's you know that's ironic. You say that. I thought that, but I wasn't sure. Maybe he saw the topics and he didn't want to. He didn't want to talk about them. <laughs> 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 Which is fine because we can talk about them without him. So. Well, he didn't bring any beer. And he didn't. And he didn't bring any beer. That's not good. So we got no beer, just the two of us. Last week. In last Friday in Lent, and you know what Fridays in Lent mean? No meat, <laughs> no meat, <laughs> and fish fries. Right, last fish fry just is concluded, uh, kind of slow the last couple of weeks, but uh, it was good to have fish fries and good to have a lot of people out here at Cardone. You know, it's uh, I think we were as a, speaking now as a night of Columbus, we were pleasantly surprised at how well uh, things went here. So. I think so. Today was a crazy day. There was a lot of going on out here at Cardone. Besides fish fry, we have show and children at school. And oh yeah, they did. Uh, did they do the passion play here? They did a passion. They will. They're practicing. Uh, oh, yeah. that's next week. Yeah. That's next right. week. Yeah, yeah, Friday. Okay, cut some trees down. Oh, a lot of tree come down. Stump is grinding up. Uh, possibilities. Some. Transaction take place with the senior center and us, and all the conversation is taking place. So there's a lot of excitement. So, if you want to run a stump grinder, come out this weekend. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it start today already. It, it is grinding, and then we try to fix up some of the beliefs. So um, the fence, the the rock fence, need to be fixed up a little bit. Um, it's a lot going on. Yeah. That was, and and next week in the fire department helping tear yeah. down one of the buildings, right? They tear down. They use that as their training facility, and so by doing that, they help tear it down. So when that thing come down, and we prepare for the new module to come in, and we have to fix some of the room up here in building three to accommodate the sixth grade classroom while they have classes. So all of these require a lot of coordination. Time precisely, what in, what out, right after the uh, spring break for the kids, which is the Easter week, then the modular will arrive. Okay, right? No, no, no. no, no. That, that would be a uh, building would tear down with the fire department, and then the building, the, the new module will arrive 
right after the school ended, which is uh, May the twenty fourth, and they start reassemble all of that in a few months that we have to make sure be prepared for the school year. Exciting times, hectic, crazy. <laughs> I say who's who's earning their money right now is Terry Ward, <laughs> S- superstar. No, but I do appreciate the team that we have. You are part of that, and, and it's just phenomenal. There's a lot of decision need to be made, right? Uh, and a lot of torment conversation. Like today, work with a few with uh, with Bobby, Renee, and Brand. Try to with um, uh, Rebecca and and Nick. Try to position, you know, all the contact information of the people from belong to our parish. And interesting, look through the list and they say, "Wow, I haven't seen these people in ages." You know, seem like that long ago. Um, make sure. It's, well, it's know, been a long. It's been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year. Yeah, and for sure. And who's in? Who's out? And you know, make sure all the information in place. And they look through the list, and we have members that has been. Um, been migrated, moved somewhere else, and it's still on the parents' list. So I have to get all of that out of the way. And then we have to coordinate. Uh, we have a lot of Hispanic, it's a large number. So we have to contain that to delegate. If somebody can speak Spanish to talk to them about the project. Uh, I'm working with Steve right now. Actually, the video that we made, and we have to convert that into Spanish. So people can watch it and understand. So there's a lot, of, you know, the coordination of all of that. So like, like I said, I appreciate the team that we have, uh, the passion, the enthusiasm, you know, all of that is a, a lot of work going into it. And No, I mean, it, but it's challenging. It's exciting. I mean, keeping track of the parish roles in normal situations, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> not yeah. in the middle of a global pandemic, it's hard anyway. It's hard. Because there's a lot of people move around and, you know, Move from one parish to another for whatever, for a variety of reasons, you know, moving jobs, et cetera, schools. Uh, but in the middle of a plant pandemic, it's even more difficult, mm-hmm. right? But, but the hope for me is that we have a brand new team of, of parishioner, uh, about 20 of them. They will take the leadership of calling every parishioner and ask them, are you doing okay? And begin to do some level of a personal in contact with them. Um and like I say, we we don't know what will be the answer that we reply back to us, but this is perhaps is the point of connection that we only way that we achieve that. Um, so each parishioner, uh, the volunteers that we have, we contact up to almost thirty plus people, family. That, that to me, that's that's, that's incredible. That's a, a lot of commitment. Um, so it uh, it's very exciting time. It's a time burn consuming. I just came back from Texas, you know, and. You know, when you're down there and you really on Zoom call up here talking and dealing with issues, dilemma, matter, and, you know, and then same time, but you still got some good time spent with mom and dad. They're crazy down there as well. I mean, uh, what, there's only, you know, five or six church meetings a week now. I mean, exactly. you got two free days. I mean, which, <laughs> what are you complaining about? No, it, it is still, it's, it's amazing how, despite of the COVID itself, but we still manage to stay very active, right? Um, like like this wonderful show that we are doing right now, it, it's extremely engaging. And and you know it, it takes a lot of time consuming. It's it beyond any ordinary to sit down and do it. You have to plan, you have technology set in, you make sure live stream is prepared, you have to make sure the topic is current, make sure that, that you know, thing uh, truly engage our people. You know? uh, it's it. You just don't walk in, sit down, and make it happen. That's for sure. Okay. And, and even even Sundays like that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, Steve and I laugh about it because it seems like every day is a challenge. I got here a couple hours early today, and the internet didn't work. <laughs> exactly. It took me two hours to get the internet up and talking on the phone with Steve Burton and just getting things done. But it is challenging. But it's also for me, you know, it it's. God, I think God calls us in different ways in a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. We have to, we have to hear how He's calling us, and you know, for me, it's been kind of a transition from just being admin finance to more what I kind of see for me this this and and the, sh- the Sunday masses and live streaming things is more about evangelization and and pulling people, not new necessarily new people, but current and existing parishioners. We got to call them home mm-hmm. oh, because, yeah. you know, there's 
there's going to be, there's lots of studies out there. There's, there's a lot of people that won't come back. Exactly. And, you know, to me, we've got a, I, I love this approach with just calling, you know, getting new people involved, calling and saying, Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? Exactly. It's not about the building, right? We're building relationship. Um, but I want to throw a pitch to you guys. Uh, last Sunday, you know, I was on the other side receiving on the live stream. Here you go, Steve. You know and, what he's going to say. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I observe other places. We are the best. I, I dare say that. With that confidence. We, uh, we had an internet issue last week, though. But it's still, it went perfectly. It's a little stagnated, but it's still the photogenic of individual, um, the work that go into it. I know, you know, every time it's static, I can see Deacon Tim start get panicked. People in the scene. I, I've been in theater before, right? You know, every time on the screen you see a black out or you see a glitch, you know there's some foul language in your behind the scene. I don't know Steve. Well, I don't know about foul that, language now. But, <laughs> but there's so much work going to it. it you know, that people call, you know, email uh, me, specifically ask, you know, why you know, when do we get back from the real, you know, doing church? I said, the truth is, when all this subsided, we love to. You know, the amount of work that go every mass, it's it yeah, 10 times full, full, right? More than walk in, vast up, and have a mass. But this requires a lot of coordinate every Sunday, day in, day out. Man, we do this for a year. I'm looking forward to being able to just walk in, vest, exactly. vest up, and, and have mass. Exactly. You know, it, it's funny. You know, we're going to talk about Holy Week here in a second, but, you know, for me, I'm really looking forward to Easter Vigil just to be back in the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're in the church through the course of the week for weekday mass and uh, you do kids mass there. You, you alternate okay, between yeah. here and there. Uh, but, you know, that one, the one Sunday, I guess there was two Sundays where we canceled because of, of weather here and we went there and just live streamed only. It 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 is different. It's very different, right? But it, they're different because now, you know, I have to bring Steve in to do live stream. You know, people from the other side, from the screen, that not see in our church, there is lights, there are camera. It's like in the middle of the the, the sanctuary. Um, yeah, we're going to work on that a little we're bit. Gonna, <laughs> we're going to work on like that. You mentioned about the, the level of reverence, it becomes less, right? So we have to maintain all of that, you know, reformation, recatechize about this important, about the ritual. Uh, even, you know, when we go back into the main of the chapel, the church that we celebrate, you know, during this time, there's something weird about it, right? We all sit Thank very far. Uh, there's no server. Uh, there's no, you know, everything's so minimal. Um, even at school mass, you don't at have the a school server. school mass, no, no server. No yeah. server. Yeah, I think to me, it's something, you know, I've mentioned a few times on the show here, the, the non, the, the lack of, being, I mean, I know the people are responding, but the lack of being able to hear that exactly. effectively. Mm-hmm. You know, I told Steve when we started this, we need to get one of those big parabolic uh, microphones that we can sit out there and then blow it back to us, the sound back to us, so we can hear the people. Because, I mean, there's nothing like being in a crowded church and hearing people pray, hearing people sing. It's, it, I mean, it's part of the worship. You know, it, it gets it, you closer to God. That is, this, that is unique about when the church talks about communal prayer, that's it. There is a reciprocal response. You know, I hear myself, you say, the Lord be with you. And then I hear myself say, and with your spirit. I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> because on the behalf of the people that are unable to be here with us, I have to respond to that. It's like I did the whole Mass basically by myself. Uh, it's just so Well, boring. and that's, you know, Father Carlos didn't do that. Yeah. Right? He couldn't hear anything. And, I, you know, it's kind of like when, when we're, we're talking about the passion of the— the passion coming up for Holy Week for Palm Sunday and then again on Good Friday, you know, the voice, the voice would typically be, I mean, sorry, the crowd, the crowd. Would, would be the crowd and the crowd is going to be people in the music room, music room yeah, that, so people can hear. So, yeah, I mean, we take, a, we take a lot of things for granted. I think, you know, that the, the tritium for me last year was when it all kind of the wheels all fell off, right? And we were learning what to do. And remember mm-hmm. we had, uh, I was talking to Steve because, you know, one of the challenges for to live stream the Easter Vigil is it's going to be dark outside. So Steve doesn't have enough lights to light up outside and inside at the same time. So we we're, we're got we had to 
figure that out. But if you remember last year, we were out there with an iPhone <laughs> sitting up on uh, Renee was there up on the uh, the, the porch coming Port out of the coming out. And we got this little fire here and and we broadcast and then we we told everybody. Okay, we're going to stop the broadcast. We're going to switch to a different camera. So we ended the broadcast and we started up again. And you know we're we're much better than that. And hopefully we're able to uh, have a, a a better sense of reverence mm-hmm. and, and have. I mean, because these vigils, I mean, it's important. It's, it's important. important. It's yeah. an important part of, of of church life. Let's go ahead and talk about that. We'll, we'll work a little bit backwards. Oh, Easter vigil. How many how many candidates and do we have any catechumens? No, we have no catechumen. Uh, we might have catechumen <laughs> with the Hispanic community. It kind of—I've been talking to Lisette about the coordination of that. Um, but from the the English, we have two uh, candidates, really strong candidates. Um, uh, one gentleman, both are military. One, um, I did a wedding for him, and some huge conversion. He wanted to come back. He fly um, Apache, I believe. Um, Great, great two two wonderful gentlemen we have, and then we have a few young uh, confirmation that the family that was with us is leaving, and they in confirmation class, so they want to go ahead and receive confirmation before they leave our parish. Um, from the Hispanic, we have about six or seven potential in working with, and and now we meet with them uh, Sunday. To make sure everything is in place or not, or to wait or not. So, so we don't have a pretty full church then. Pretty full, just a family alone, and um, the cantor and the readers. We should have a full capacity, hopefully, you know, within the maintain about thirty-five ish people that we should allow to be in it. You know. So um, let's let's start with uh, just talking a little bit about Holy Week. Uh, Sundays kicks off Holy Week with with Palm Sunday. Uh, Steve says it's going to rain. I, I don't think he's. I, th- I think he's it needs to be rain, rain, right? Because it's part of the blessing. We have to bless palm, right? We do have to bless the palms. Um, so we have to bring palm out. So it, it, it's a uh, it, it's wonderful, right? It, it's why we begin with Palm Sunday is the triumphant Jesus enter into Jerusalem to face his death. Um, that is the beginning of his offering sacrifice of himself totally to the eternal Father. And so how important it is to enter with great solemnity of that celebration. And then we we, we usher into uh, the Holy Week itself, right? With great uh, diligent solemnity, anticipation. But the big big one, of course, the Trudium that we celebrate with the Holy Thursday. Actually, Tuesday, um, uh, the we have a Chrism Mass, right? Uh, with the whole mass with oil with the bishop. Are you going? I'm going. Did you RSVP? Yes, I did. I don't okay. want to get in trouble. I, I RSVP. No. Um, <laughs> I just I wanted to you know I wanted to make sure somebody else had a shot. You know because they're they're not everybody that wanted to go probably is not going to get to go. I, at least on the deacon side. I don't know on the priest side. I guess it's not an issue. But the priest side is uh, yeah. It's uh, those who can go should go, and those who uh, at age or have not been vaccinated encouraged not to go. Okay. Right. Right. So I, I gave my my seat up to to somebody else. So so could be interesting. Like I say, it's um it's a a step up. I get improvement since COVID, right? Because the last Holy Oil Mass we nobody can come. It was celebrated by yeah. himself, right? By himself. That's it. And and so this one actually opened up a little bit. So, you know, we do actually see a glimpse of good light, and that Mass is so important, right? Absolutely. Uh, the great oil that we receive, that be Sam, the oil we ourselves, we process, bring to our community um, on Holy Thursday. And, um, of course, this Holy Thursday is going to be unique because uh, no foot washing, right? That's the restriction. That's the no, restriction. No, and, and no feet washing no for feet you. No feet washing for anybody. Um, and so that can be another strange reality we're going to face. But at least we have some other part that can be significant in that. Um, but we hopefully we have a beautiful Eucharist procession uh, at the end of Mass, right? When we move uh, Jesus uh, to a reserve uh, tabernacle that we have some time to adore, assume that he already died and went into the tomb to be prepared for Good Friday. 
And that's going to happen here at Cardome, and the procession's going to be from the front of Cardome to right. the what used to be called the the uh, it's called the Parish Hall now. Parish Hall is a uh, uh, is that what do you call that place? No longer is something it, to do with the the school, right? Not the new school, but the sister school. I can't remember yeah. what they used to call it. It's a dream, a playhouse. They call it. <laughs> that's I not, remember some of them told me that. Well. We're going to get in trouble for not knowing the name of it. So the idea is that the, we have to be careful in this procession too, right? So um, the Blessed Sacrament will be processed to the entrance, and there will be an altar there, a temporary altar, where we do a lot of reverence, incense, singing right there. And after that, the tabernacle, uh, the Blessed Sacrament will transfer inside the, uh, uh, the Paris Hall, there will be a temporary tabernacle sitting there, and people can sign up to our dual Jesus until 11 o'clock before we close out, okay? And then we move to Good Friday, right? Um, and Good Friday will be out here too. Um, the only thing I want to push, uh, we do this year, like in the past, unlike last year, we canceled that. There will be a community Good Friday service. can be at the, um, the David uh, campground. Um, so whether we have service right there for the entire Scott County to bring coming over, bring a chair, bring a lawn chair, bring an umbrella if it's rain. What what day is that? It, it's on Good Friday uh, at at noon. Can be a short prayer for you know uh, Scott County, Georgetown community. Uh, all churches come together for that. Um, but for ourselves, we will have a live station of the cross. Right uh, at five thirty begins. At the um, uh, you go in, right? Can be a live presentation. So if folks have not been experiencing this, it's very wonderful. It's hosted by the Hispanic community. Uh, in their tradition, live station across is a big thing. So, so two years ago was the first time I witnessed that. They've done it for a few years, yes. but uh, they processed from the courthouse up to the church. To the church. So this fr- Friday we will process from Yuko Uno. Over to the front of the church of, of Cardo. Mm-hmm. So there will be combination of English and Spanish language. There will be each station. There will be kind of a commentary of that station in English, and the Hispanic uh, Spanish language will carry the rest of the story. Uh, we see Jesus carried the cross. There will be screaming and yelling. You know, all the live presentation of this beautiful uh, station of the cross is taking place. I, I th- one of the things that struck me. The last time this happened at, on Main Street was people in their cars stopping yes. <laughs> to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we won't get that here, but, you know, it, it's still a very, very powerful, emotional, not ritual, but mm-hmm. remembrance of remembrance. what's going on. Of what's going on. But I think it's beautiful. I think for this time, we kind of not public side for the public, but more we want our parishioner. Uh, it's not a Hispanic thing, right? It, it, it's for Francis and John foremost to come out to use this wonderful opportunity to journey, literally journey with Christ to the tomb. You know, that's how he have done for us. And so we are invited of Good Friday to participate in that until we make our way to the front. And then we have a ritual celebration of Good Friday right after that. So 530 starts the procession? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Five thirty Thursday, that's mass, mass without the foot washing. We're hoping it doesn't rain. Have a uh, we'll have incense. We haven't had incense. Have an incense. There you go. See? Somebody get Father A Rock on the line. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have incense, which will be good. We'll have incense Thursday. No incense Friday, right? Right. Just uh, passion, uh, veneration of the cross. Talk about how that. That's going to be a little bit different, right? Yeah, because the the, the like I said, is the uh, social distraction the, um, uh, restriction. So we are not going to kiss the cross ourselves, each person, but we have a, a gesture of reverence, either genuflect or bow to the cross as we approach the cross each personally, and so that can be a way uh, to to pay a reverence to the cross that Jesus Himself was hung on. Uh, that would be that part. Are we? Or are we going to process upward with the cross like yes. we do? Yes, we will. 
I heard that the big cross was missing in action. We might actually have to use a little one. No, the big cross has been found. Uh, trust me. And Deacon Tim could have been there in the middle of that. Not Deacon John, right? Not Deacon John, no. <laughs> uh, I think it would be nice. I, I think with this kind of celebration being outdoor, it, it bring about the magnitude. I remember when I I was in the Villa de Cruce on, on the street of uh, of Jerusalem. And walking the station across of Jesus. You remember, he walked on that same track, right? And the market was there. The people was there. And you walk in the midst of all of that. And you saw a little piece of rock and say, the, the fifth station, the third station. And you stay there and you pray together in small group. Just talk about the chilling. But out here, I think the same way, you know, in the midst of the outdoor, that's what a station across meant to be. No, and it, it should, um, the weather looks like it's going to be good Friday if, you know, if you can be good on a forecast this far out. I'm hoping that it is because yes, that's, I think so. that's the longest kind of outdoor, different from mass, obviously. So there's some pr- procession, you know, there's the cross that'll be there. It'll be a lot different than, than, than a mass yes. typically is. So I, I'm hoping that that will be good weather. And I'm hoping Sunday will be good weather. This Sunday might be a little bit of rain. Might be a little bit of rain, but we're used to that. Easter Sunday, I'm hoping that there will be sun. <laughs> yes, it will be sun. And, yes, and good, and good and the, for everything. And this Sunday, definitely, we we like I say, uh, this year we're gonna push for it. Uh, with of course, uh, consciously of social distance and all that, we're gonna do egg hunting. Uh, the the youth, the confirmation class, um, is will have uh, you know egg hunting. It'll be fun, right? I mean, outdoor. Right after 10 o'clock Mass and after 12 o'clock Spanish Mass, there will be a hunt for the children. Um, so there's two, two there events? There will be two events uh, after each celebration. So compared to last year, there was nothing, right? Nothing. Okay. Zero. Zilch. And, and this year, somehow, in, in many ways, we're going to still very much manage and try to respect the, the CDC and requirement, but we still have to manage a way to celebrate. And I hope people... It's not forgotten about last year. There was nothing. So this, even with distancing, even being outside, is something. It's something. Something big, you know, something great. And we intend to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I hope, you know, all of our parishioners are excited about it. And if you've been away, if you've been only watching on live stream, you know, we're we're probably not going to live stream. Steve and I were talking about this before. We probably won't be live streaming Thursday and Friday, even though he says he we might be able to do it uh, Thursday and Friday. We will be Saturday and we will be Sunday. You can obviously join that way, but if you can't, come out to Cardone. I, I think so. I will push this coming Sunday. I will talk on, on via Facebook and everybody else to really want everyone you know, even if you have already been vaccinated, come out. If if you you feel you know a little bit unsafe, trust in God and come out because I guarantee you how safe we've been doing this um, and extremely safe in every matter. Because and none of us really take this thing for light or underestimate uh, either political matter or not. It is about the requirements CDC, and we comply to that, and and we have done extremely well uh, and, and so i really encourage everybody to have a leaf of faith and courage to come out and celebrate easter together as a community you know yeah it uh you know i think a lot of people are can be set in their ways and 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 i'm okay with that you know i'm you know you and i have talked about it you know there's a lot of people out there that have a difference of opinion exactly um uh, it's not unlike the political world right now where everybody has a a position uh you know, and the church sits in the middle. Correct. Mm-hmm. And even in a case where we talk about, you know, social distancing, whatever position you, whatever your thoughts are on it, social distancing, wearing a mask, all those things, the church sits in the middle. And we want people to be safe, right? But also, we're not, we're not like a non-denominational Christian church or a Baptist church or we're the Catholic church. And it, and it does does mean something different in person what we're witnessing and mm-hmm. what we're a part of and easter is the best time to come back but today i hear a piece of news two places of what one in new york i believe the restriction still to maintain less and the the 
the judge have to pass the law to say no. They are essential place like everybody else who maintain forty plus percent. The church should allow to have forty plus percent. Okay, and in Philippines, and and the president was trying to restrict more, and people push back. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. They push back. It's, it, it, you know, it, it's well, Easter now. Yeah, but there are some places in this country that the churches are still not having churches. Oh yes, sir. You know, so you know, yeah. right now, uh, you know how fortunate we are to have a place like this. Because there was a minister, actually, um, Milo Point, he asked about if did anybody have an outdoor service that he can participate as a sunrise service, and they have not able to have such celebration. And then many of our brothers and sisters, Protestant church, is very struggle because you can live stream so long, but you have to be encounter in person, you know. And so for us, yes. It's not the best, right? No, it's not. <laughs> okay, but it is what it is, right? At least we have a chance to to interact face to face. You know, even the social distance, you can see someone sit next to you. You know, even in a lawn chair, right? And, and it's still a lot of opportunity. So that's I, funny. I, I, I it's funny you say that, that. That encounter. One of the things, you know, you you give out communion on the on the handicap right. side and then the, the choir and stuff. And, and I usually give out communion right in the center. And whenever I finish, I always walk to the back. Even if I don't think I'm needed back there, I walk to the back just so I can see people. <laughs> Cause it's been so long since I've seen so many, you know, people who I consider friends. I just want to see them. Exactly. You know, just want to have that two second encounter. I want to have that encounter. You know, you know, I, I met a few People, I check in with them, and they say, Father, do you know that I was at the Cardome at every Mass for over a year, and I have never seen them? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? I agree, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's just devastating. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, for, for me, I, I think the point for us as ministers is very important for us to have those things in conversation with great perspective, so when we re-engage, again, which we know we will, how do we preach about those important perspectives? You know, bring it to light. I think it's important. That's, uh, you know, w- before we went on the air, I was telling you I got to see my mom today. Oh, right? there it yeah, is. Good, yeah. good story. Uh, you know, first time I've seen her, she was at the hospital, so I got to see her for a brief period of time. But really, it's, today was the first time I got to go see her, sit down with her. It was only for 30 minutes. And, you know, here's a woman who's been in her assisted living facility for a year, and the only people she's really interacting with in person are her caregivers. Which is two. Just two, Two yeah, a nurse and a a, a nurse assistant, CNA. And the one thing she wants to tell me when I get there is how blessed she is. You know how God has blessed her, and I'm sitting there, and I'm think, <laughs> and on the way over there, I'm thinking about you know how crazy this is, how upset I am that I can't just go get her and bring her home, or I can't go visit her anytime I want to. And then I think about you know I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about Holy Week, and I'm thinking about how crazy that's going to be, and how everything's been taken away, changed, modified, and it's and it's a pain, and how frustrated I am. And I walk into my mom, who's really had everything taken away. And she talks about how blessed she is. <laughs> Slap in the face, yes. <laughs> well, it it it's it's humbling. It's very humbling, yeah. But you know, it, I think it's a lesson for all of us that no matter how bad or how much we disagree, we still have our faith, mm-hmm. and that God God gives us doesn't give us more than we can handle. You know, we've heard that said a lot, but. He's also accompanying us on this journey. And as long as we keep our faith and we don't lose our faith, if we don't walk away, we don't turn our backs on God. You can turn your back on on me or you because you don't like something we said or we did or whatever, but don't turn your back on God. That's it. Exactly. You know, it, in the midst of all this great pandemic, of course, I have to bring up the year St. Joseph, right? That and good, we, we celebrate the fellow right now. And it's amazing— can Steve get a shot of that? 
you know, how 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 Pope Francis used him in the midst of all this crisis. And one thing about Joseph is what faithful. Yep. You know, he drank a lot, <laughs> but extremely faithful guys. We don't know much about him except his faithfulness. You know, outside of that, is there anything more than that? But faithfulness to God, and and, and then for me, as I think with Him, start praying with Him, and, and and think about this Holy Week, and it's about the essential, isn't it? About that faithfulness, we are asking to look at the God that would do anything for you, not the way you want it, right? But the very eternal destination of your life promise. You know, wipe away every burden of your sinfulness as long as you're seeking that mercy of that God. I mean, you know, what a story of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he we we talk a lot about Mary's yes, but you know, Joseph had a yes in there too. Yep. And you know, something was happening to Mary, right? She she knew it. <laughs> he had a dream, and he had to believe it. Right. And it, to me, I mean, it's just, you know, I like to. When I reflect on these things, I like to try to put myself in the position and understand, you know, where people, where where he was, what it was like in his culture, uh, and it was a big step for him. I mean, <laughs> and I, I don't think I don't think we can fully appreciate that. There's a couple books out there that that I think, and I'll put one in the show notes, uh, that kind of do justice to the what was going on in, in Joseph's life, and for him to say. Yeah, okay, I'm good. I'm with you, Mary. I, I'm going to be with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously there's there's gods involved in that. And so, you know, it's not just Joseph by himself. It's this, it's the same thing with us, right? It's this this relationship. He, yeah. Jesus, Joseph's in relationship with God by saying yes. That's right. You have to be, you have to be, you know, like I say, for me, there's so many theologians, people write about it because God is not something that you have and you grab onto it and you call it a day, right? It's quite a deeper relationship for Joseph. It's as essential. You know, like yesterday we celebrate, was it yesterday? Annunciation, right? Yeah. Yes, you know, yeah. for me, for her to respond to that, and she was in deep enticement, you know, with God for her to respond to that. I, I listened to NPR, not NPR, uh, Relevant Radio, and this priest was talking about the word... Um, May be done to me according to your word, but the actually in Latin is not. May be done, may it will be done to me. In other words, he, she is completely total fiat, accepting what will be the future. Okay, and, and so for us, we often want it now, and what the future? Who knows? But I want it now, right? But for Joseph and her, classic example, and they. They do. They accept it. What will be the future for them, and that become the story of romance with God. Okay, relationship. Relationship. It's eternal, and, and and so, and one thing with this coronavirus did to us what it take away that relationship. Just like you, you know, saw your mom for the first time like in a year, and and you crazy, ex- yeah, <laughs> and you expect everything, and for her. To be to feel the blessedness of God, and that means the woman, in some capacity, she in great connection with God than we do, right? Absolutely. I mean, to me, it's it's a it's a testament to her faith. You know, it's not my mom's not somebody that that I think growing up. I mean, we went to church every Sunday. We were very active in church, uh, but I never heard her really talk about being blessed growing up or talk about her relationship with God. She she demonstrated it through her, her actions, you know, and to hear her in her, you know, she's in her seventies, uh, still relatively young, but her, her body's not, but, uh, to hear her talk about her relationship at this time in her life, when, you know, her body is breaking down and I see so many things that I feel like are going against her, but she talks about how blessed she is. You have to have a deep faith, Mm -hmm. you know, and we today in today's world we encounter well i've I've encountered and I'm sure you encounter people that that have no faith. It doesn't mean that they're bad people Mm-mm. but when when life deals you 
death of a loved one, young, close, or even even a pandemic in a way that that throws you into isolation. I think that's one of the reasons we see such crazy stuff going on in our society. So much depression, right? So much suicide. Mm-hmm. Because people don't have a place to turn. They just, they feel alone. Well, a few months ago, there was a study came out, oh, there was a Pew study, I believe, that those who, during this time of pandemic, are regularly attending to church, or see life much more different perspective. Very positive and hopeful. And those who not. Is that interesting? No, it's not. It's reality, right? And, and, and it is backing up to everything that we are doing, and we've been blessed, like mom said, of what God has given us, that deep, intimate relationship, despite we recognize or not, but as long as you hang on to it, you know, then it will manifest. Well, it is kind of like, for me, it's my mom's teaching me a lesson, another lesson in, li- in life, but it's how you look at things, right? I mean, if you look at something and you look for the negative, which is what I when I'm thinking about what what she's experienced, I focus on the negative because I'm a fixer, right? That's, right. Mm-hmm. I want to fix stuff, and I can't fix it. it. It's totally outside of my control. It's not anything that I could ever possibly do, and so not being able to fix it, I get frustrated, and it just you know it's it's hard. In this culture today, it's hard to accept those things, right? We want we want things our way, right? And we look when we when we're not able to control things, we we look at things and we look at how bad they are because they're out of our control and we can't fix them or we can't go to church, you know, Saturday at five o'clock. <laughs> we can't do that anymore, and we get frustrated because of that. And if we look for the the negative things, if we look for those things. We will find them. They are all around us. But if we look to the goodness of God, we look to to the love that he's just pouring out to us, we find goodness. Mm-hmm. But it, so many people in today's world, so many people in our culture don't want to look for those things. And I think that, I mean, ironically, I think that stems from politics, to be honest with you. I think that, you know, this, I saw, saw something this week that talked about Actually, it was a documentary. I was watching a documentary on uh, Billie Eilish. Do you know who she is? She's a singer. And, you know, her mom was talking about how teenage, her, her music is sometimes is, is said to be kind of depressing. And her mom was talking about that there's a lot of teenagers that are depressed. And, and she said, you know, this generation gets a bad rep because people say, oh, just they're soft. They don't have anything to be depressed about. But then when you think about, and I'm not talking about a relationship with God. I'm just talking about in culture in general. You think about a pandemic. You think about the political environment. You think about what people think about the environment itself. You know whether we're destroying it or not. Whether whether you believe it or not, that's what that that's what they're hearing, right? And you just roll up all these stuff in in their lives, and they're in isolation, and they're not going to school, and they're not seeing their friends, and they're not having proms, they're not playing sports. It's pretty easy to be depressed. <laughs> That's nothing but depression, right? <laughs> There's no you, hope. And if you don't have hope, if you don't have faith, what do you have? <laughs> Yourself. <laughs> and it is so true. It is so true. Uh, but you were talking about uh, St. Joseph. Uh, I guess he proclaimed that at the end of last year, right, in his uh, – <clears throat> Uh, uh, apostolic exhortation. exhortation yeah. uh, actually, I do have that here. It's called Patris Corday. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. With a Father's Heart. It's uh, it's available online at the Vatican's website. I'm sure you can Google search that and find a PDF. Great source of information on on what Pope Francis is calling us to for this for this year. Uh, another good source. I, heard, I held this magazine up earlier. This is from the Knights of Columbus. This is the Columbia Magazine. Uh, Everything you want to know about St. Joseph is in this magazine. Everything. <laughs> There's a lot of information in here. And they give us a couple prayers. How many prayers do you think there are different prayers to St. Joseph? That's way too many. <laughs> it would fascinate me. One of the things I did when Texas was try to find out how many prayers there are, and I haven't stopped. So I'm about to contact uh, the sister of St. Joseph, which ran the nursing home at Vincent Versailles. 
a Taylor Manor, and I'll call them and say, "Could you uh, identify all these prayers?" <laughs> this one's a pretty good one. This is a short one. I know uh, James Drummond, who I, I know listens every once in a while. He he's wanting us to change the prayer to Saint Joseph that historically that we've prayed because I think at the end it just talks about a happy death, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I kind of like. In the so, end, it's about that, James. It's about happy death. <laughs> this one doesn't say that. Uh, we are, and we are. We did start this prayer to St. Joseph this past Sunday, Sunday right? right? So we're going to continue that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've kind of gotten out of practice because of COVID and, and different things. So yeah, I wonder if we are we publishing that so people can pray along with us. I think the, we should. Yeah. And most of people remember. Ask people comment how how wonderful that we brought it back and how much they missed it. Huh? And, and <laughs> it's true. It's 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 when you take something away is when you really find out how much you missed it or how much it means to you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when we have when we don't use the the uh, the vocation prayer or the, the prayer to Saint Michael at the beginning of Mass. If somebody forgets to do it or start it or whatever happens, it's like I mean I miss I miss I, I, miss, I miss that <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> so you just got back from Texas, seeing mom and dad. Uh huh. And in the past couple of weeks, there were uh, a couple shootings, and one of those was uh, considered anti-Asian mm-hmm. episode. I'd be interested to see what's your take on that. Oh, don't get us started with that. It, in my family right now, there's that conversation in regarding to this particular, we call it propaganda campaign uh, from the leftists. Uh, are they really... Asian discrimination, yeah, perhaps. They're, they're all cases. But they began to the point it becomes so escalated. Um, you know, for example, in a typical uh, statistic, you look at it very clear from uh, in California, for example, last year alone, I think it was 131 cases, okay, compared to the whole state, uh, compared to other issues. There are, you know, it's it, it very minimal. Not 131 shootings. Right. It's some type of uh, complaint or say it had to do with uh, some type of uh, hate per se, but not in the crime of shooting per se. So now it's become uh, very interesting to that point. Like my sister just texted me and said, guess what? You know, I have two friends, uh, African-American, really concerned for her. So text her, are you okay? And, you know, <laughs> we are fine. Uh, you know, it, Everything has become a political agenda. I think it's going too far uh, to the point that, like everything else. I mean, are there racists in this country? Yes. Yes. (laughs) But but it's not to the point that, you know, to hinder a great nation, you know, a great nation that stands behind every possibility to defend of the integrity human right. Who who is the best country? Talk about human right. America. Let's get that fact straight. Okay. Who who is the best country dealing with poverty issues? America. Okay. We know and and we just internally we just say it's not good enough, right? I, exactly. I, but it it went to the point people could lose the perspective over this I call it political shindig that 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 go crazy and rampage, um, and that and that's not to say that you haven't experienced bias in your life because right. you have right right you and I've talked about that before it 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 happens but it's still the opportunity for us to climb, you know I I, I encounter so many great people that support me who I am and what I do, do I receive from those who kind of anti Asian so I am yeah. But am I cash and everything I grew on and, and successful based on those comments of those people? Hell no. I'd rather hang around with the good people <laughs> that give me a better ch- shot, a better life, right? And those is important. And, and so this thing right now, I, I think for me the humor is that we paint to the point that we make other nations look at America at the dumpster, you know, undermining what this country is. And, and, and I think those kind of social media aspect of it, and I sincerely, people really have to do some due deal, deal, diligence. diligence searching for the truth. 
Because they, if you look for the hate crime of Asian, you can't find it at all. You know, if you find very small percentage, it's right. not really. It's a pandemic. You know, don't, you know, since everything is a pandemic in this world, so now Asian hate crime is a pandemic now. I mean, you know, in, in a roundabout sort of way, I I, I think that. The, the media was trying to make – I mean, it was a serious event, obviously, that, that yeah. happened in Georgia. But I always think that the, the media is trying to throw it back and make it political and, and say, okay, we've got this anti-Asian bias that's going on. Let's see if we can blame former President Trump because he called it the China virus, yeah. and he started he started this anti-Asian bias. So let's let's make this bigger than it is. Let's make that's it something it. different than it is because I think even – I mean, I've done some reading on it, but I think one of the things that they said was the guy said, no, the, the guy that committed the crime said this would, had nothing to do with Asians. Exactly. You, it, it, you have to understand, for us, for example, not, not do we really know that this is the truth right here? So you talk about that kind of market of massage therapies, okay? And who is the best of that, of course? Not pick on Korean, but Korean doing that. If you talk about nail polishing... You know how to talk Korean. You talk Vietnamese, okay? <laughs> you want to pedicure, manicure, you go to Vietnamese. That's the end of that, okay? If you want to talk about really uh, hotel business, it's Indian, right? Correct. And so just because this dude go in this particular parlor, the FBI was very clear, right? They say what? It's not a hate crime. Right. This guy really have a sexual composure problem. He happened to be part of that. He shot this group of people who happen to be predominant set of people who happen to be Asian, and all of a sudden, they hate Asian. That's how it works, man, doesn't it? Exactly. It's crazy. And so, <laughs> and so you know, that's a big conversation with my family this weekend was about how ridiculous it is, okay? Um, how, how we, because there, there was an article, we turned into the puppet show, Okay. Uh, we call it the, you know, the 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 Asian uh, sentimental, uh, whatever they call it. <laughs> and, and and your mom and dad, your your brothers and sister, they they live in a predominantly Vietnamese community, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, they're, they're not isolated. They're not isolated. They're integrated in political, uh, you know, society. They work very diligently in the healthcare. They deal in technology. They involve. Across all my nieces, nephew, I don't think they ever experienced any type of discrimination on their part. The, the niece and nephew, that oh. is. And your your brother was was a county commissioner, yeah. right? So. You know, he right now he worked for a um, his title is a, the uh, deputy uh, grand deputy, I guess, for the uh, what is state representative, federal representative, and, and so so this kind of thing is unfortunately. Had been catch on with everything else, with you know, and everything kind of feeling aspect. So why they drag Asian into this? Probably Asian is it's uh, it's it would kind of need to be stirred up a little. I guess we've been very quiet out there since the China virus, whatever the, the <laughs> President Trump said. And so let's catch on to it. You but, know. but you don't feel you don't feel threatened. <laughs> I mean, if you felt threatened, you you do something about it. You exactly, you change where you live mm-hmm. or community or whatever. You know, you you have enough education and venue to do what it takes to defend yourself, right? And, and so that is essential. Uh, yeah, I think we, you know, we we do what we need to do to protect ourselves, our families, whatever. I mean, there's, you know, I. I I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a Caucasian. I will never experience that type of racial injustice that does exist in this world. I'm not saying I, neither one of us is saying it doesn't exist because it 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 does exist. But we don't we as a culture don't do anything positive by calling something anti-Asian bias when that's really not what's happening in that particular case. Yeah, they look to paint a lot of things for me. There is a thing, you know, like you guys Caucasian I'd be concerned too, is that we call it reverse discrimination. In other words, you haven't done anything wrong, just happen to be white, so therefore you are a fastest, you know, you, <laughs> you're a white supremacist. Uh, okay, let, let's be fair on that, okay? 
uh, Tim is a good guy. He's not. You know what I'm saying? And so don't feel that way. Uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to it's uncomfortable now to make those those mm-hmm. statements. You know, it, it turned too much into this whole level of exerting sensitivity to the point that we not need to deal with it. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so I think feeling is become a driven than logic and fact. No, uh, we've, we've lost track of facts. Completely. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no doubt about we that. We no longer be realists. Okay. And so everything functions based on this feeling. Uh, and so not, you know, in my family, we, we, I told you before, we have a, one of my niece, God love her, and, and she's the only one, and she become extremely on this level of sensitivity, graduate from um, uh, University of Texas in Austin. And that was a big conversation in my family. Hope they don't hear this part with me now. And, and that was a major issue because she's extremely sensitive to the point, you know, my, my brother, his, her dad, okay, uh, he have a nickname. We're not going to mention any names. That's right. He, he have a nickname. <laughs> uh, you know, literally, literally we translate to English, it's black guy. You know, so his skin was black. Oh, she's very offended to that. And we call him that since the day he was born. Okay, and my sister-in-law is uh, she uh, dim. You met him. He looked like Mexican. Literally, that's what he looked like. I was with him when we approached a certain uh, you know restaurant. The Hispanic people speak Spanish to him, but I'm the one who responds Spanish to them. Okay, <laughs> so we call him the Mexican guy, and she took offense to that on his behalf, mind you. But he's fine. Okay, stuff like that. You know, it, it represent a culture. We become so oversensitive that we don't know why we are sensitive for what reason. And so back to this issue about the 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 Asian dilemma, I think that piece needs to be clarified. Um, as a general Asian, we are fine. Are there minor discrimination? Yes, there are. But we don't use this as... Uh, a pouting opportunity, right? We don't sit here and stomp our feet and say, how dare you, you, you hate us, you know? No. Let, let's move forward. <laughs> that's what everybody's called to do, right? Yeah, I mean, and it just... I mean, that's that's part of the, the American history, right? The American dream. Work hard, move forward. That's what we do. Yep. And... and we Great take, American... St- we, I mean, your we, story to me is amazing. We take is the opportunity amazing. of that. Yeah, so, I mean, you think about where this country was during the Vietnam War and where it is today. If there's a lot, if there's that much Asian bias that the media makes it out to be right now, you wouldn't be sitting right exactly. here. Your, your brother wouldn't have been a County commissioner. None I mean, your, your dad raised a very successful family. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 we take what this country offer and now we have to give it back to this country as we should. That has always been our fundamental base and what we own. You know, we indebt to this country, you know, and then we, we move on with that, okay? And, and, and so those pieces got never be communicated. Uh, how unfortunate. You know, there was a, a, a program that just came out. There was a movie, forgot its name now. It's out there right now. It's, I think it's on Hulu. Uh, it's a phenomenal movie. And I, I saw it and I, I've been advertised. I completely forgot about it. But it's really good. It talk about the people, Hollywood. That was anti-Vietnam War, and they came home, and they throw this propaganda against American soldiers. Remember, American soldiers came back oh, yeah. from the Vietnam War, received a bad rap, bad rap for the nothing. And so because of all this propaganda, now it's coming out. And it, it, it was a story was told by a Vietnamese soldier and being friend with one of the American army uh, captain, I believe, and he tell this story. It's a great movie. And, uh, You'll have to text that to me, and I'll put it in the yeah, notes so we get, that, we get that right. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, f- back to this anti-Asian bias in U.S. is, is again, it, it it's become a major propaganda. You know, I'm speaking as an Asian myself. It, it extremely against what what American is about. It is not the integrity of what it is. Okay. 
Well, I appreciate your comments on that. I know hopefully the listeners appreciate it too. I think sometimes we get we get we get frustrated. But here, hearing from you, I mean, I've got you know you and I have a good relationship. I've tr- I trust I trust that you're telling me what you've experienced. You know, you're not making it up because of your political leanings, whether you lean left or right. It doesn't matter. It, I mean, you're talking about what you and your family and the, your friends have experienced. Yeah, truly. If you live, if you live true to the integrity, what you meant to live, courtesy, respect. You know, one thing I teach my kids here at St. John. Two words, I'll remember, thank you, and I'm sorry. If you use that truthful, it doesn't matter what race you are, what color you are, <laughs> you come out all right. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Hey, man, so many topics that we didn't get to. Man, I had a whole list of things because I was worried it was just going to be me and you. We're not going to get to all these stuff and probably Good that we don't, because some of these things are kind of controversial. <laughs> Nothing controversial. Life is always controversial. That's what Jesus. That's what we celebrate Holy Week, right? Yeah, we'll, quite controversial. Yeah, we'll save some of these topics for for uh, next time. Let's let's go to uh, Steve. You ready for Saint of the Day over there? Because I'm ready. Saint of the Day is Saint Catherine of Genoa. I hope Genoa. I, I hope I got the audio connected with the right slides. Here we go. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for March 26th. Today we celebrate St. Catherine of Genoa. A deep conversion experience while in the confessional marked a new beginning for Catherine of Genoa, something she badly needed. Born into a noble family, Catherine was married at age 16 to Julian, who turned out to be self-centered and unfaithful. For a time, Catherine tried to numb her disappointment with selfish pleasure, but one day in confession, Catherine received a new sense of her sinfulness and how much God loved her. For the next 25 years, she immersed herself in good works as well as prayer and fasting. By reforming her own life, Catherine gave good example to Julian, who experienced his own conversion. Just as the pair were beginning to move in a new direction, they learned that Julian's spending sprees had ruined them financially. Husband and wife moved into a large hospital in Genoa, where they dedicated themselves to charity. Catherine focused on working as a nurse and administrator, heroically ministering to many during the deadly epidemic of 1493 that killed 80% of the city's population. Catherine died in 1510 and was canonized in 1737. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. St. Catherine of Genoa. 83% pandemic death. That's, that's a little bit higher than what we were expecting. Just a little bit higher, right? <laughs> <laughs> you always have to have things in perspective. Yeah, perspective. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, our next show is April 9th. That's two weeks from tonight. And our guests are going to be Barbara and Eric Conklin. They're uh, they're not new prisoners. They Well, it's hard to say for me what's new prisoner anymore because I've we've been you know not seeing prisoners for a year, but they've been they've been around a couple of years, right? Yeah, a couple of years. Uh, and a great great couple. Uh, they're spearheading the start of a new marriage ministry here. I guess you kind of gave the blessing to do that at the uh, prior to COVID. It started to get you know taken off, and then COVID hit, and you know they're firing it back up here. And uh, Kelly and I actually went to a, a meeting. Uh, Last week, I think it was last week. Uh, I'm excited about it, and we're going to talk about it next week. At, and we're going to be out of the studio. We're going to be live at – I always have trouble with the name of this place. Slante. 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 It's a pub. So, And we're going to be in the – Upper room. Upper room. What a great place for some Catholics to meet in the upper room. I'm excited. You excited? Very much. The upper room was the place where they offer mass for Scott County. First time. First time. When the uh, the traveling priest, we stopped by Scott County to do the ministry of the family. He stayed at that place where is the Slante right now, and he had mass on the upper room. And we blessed that place. Yeah, I met with uh, Steve and I met with Ashley this morning. Matt and Ashley Nunn are the owners there at Slante, and uh, she told me you came up and blessed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're I think they're excited to have us. We've had a couple other events there, mm-hmm. but uh, Dallas will. Uh, 
he won't have to bring beer next week. That'll or two weeks. That'll be two shows in a row that he won't have to bring beer. But Dallas, <laughs> if you're listening, bring your wallet because you're opening the tab to pay for non Miller Lite. <laughs> I don't think they serve Miller Lite there. So should be fun. It's a good way. We'll be in the middle of the Easter season and and, and really hear a lot about the marriage ministry, which I think is uh, is going to be exciting. Yes, um, it is. Got a lot of. A lot of new people involved in that uh, organization, too. So excited about that. So, hey, if, if you had a question tonight, we didn't get to it because Dallas isn't here. He's the guy that monitors Facebook. Um, hey, just uh, comment on the video and let us know. Uh, so we'll see you next week. You know, uh, I see a Donate Today button up there, ssfj.org. Or saintssfrancisjohn.org. Either one will get you there. Support our ministries. The pandemic has been hard on us uh, as a as a collective. We've we've managed to get through pretty good thanks to the generosity and support of our parishioners, listeners, school families uh, through your hours of dedication, through your contributions. So ssfj.org is how you can continue to contribute to those things. So. Hey, uh, Father, can you give us a blessing? Are you okay to do that? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. okay. You could use a prayer to St. Joseph? I'll pray St. Joseph, <laughs> All right. one of many. Glorious Patriot St. Joseph, whose power makes the impossible possible, come to our aid in this time of anguish and difficulty. Take under your protection the serious and troubling situation that we command to you, that they may have a happy outcome. My beloved Father, all our trust is in your in you. Let it not be said that we invoke you in vain. And since you can do everything with Jesus and Mary, show me that your goodness is as great as your power. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, until next week, I'm Deacon Tim. I'm Father Lynn. And Deacon Dallas is gone, but good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you. See you at Mass. Amen. Did you ever stop and think Why spend too much time Just getting ready Let me be honest I don't know a single thing That I haven't done To make you notice me Let me when I see you, my heart starts racing But I don't know if I like this chasing And playing and waiting around It's a shame that my hands are